from the heart of Silicon Valley in the beautiful San Francisco Bay Area. I am Sudipto Chatterjee and this is Economically Speaking with Atanu Dey. On Economically Speaking, we talk about economic topics and how they affect our world. Atanu, welcome back. How have you been? Hey Sudipto, I'm really well. How are you? I am also doing well. We have been off for a few weeks, but we are we are trying to get back into rhythm again. And uh, you know, so what's we, on your mind uh, regarding talking about economics or speaking economically? What's on your mind? <laughs> so you know, it's it's a very unique podcast that we have started, or at least unique in terms of all the other podcasts that I listen to. Yeah. And um, although it's not that special, uh-huh. the question I had was. you know let's say i am an entrepreneur and since we have been speaking uh, off and about entrepreneurs uh, let's say i'm an entrepreneur and i come up with something that's awesomely new nobody has ever thought of it right? mm-hmm. you quote henry ford if people if i had asked people what they wanted they would have told me they need faster horses but mm-hmm. he came up with the car so how would you price something like that how would you what would how would i price something like that and give it out to people and uh, that's a very uh, important question in fact the fact that you have uh, come up with something that uh, you want to sell in the marketplace uh, therefore you believe that there is some need for it among people the you have to put yourself uh, in the place of the consumer and if the consumer says that this product that you are selling let's call it a widget okay this widget that you have invented is very valuable to them so assume that people are very similar to each other and each of them values it very similarly let us assume that it will help them and the amount of value they'll get out of it is 10 dollars worth of value is what they'll get out of it in that case you you have Uh, upper limit on how much you can price it at suppose you decide that you know i'm going to sell it at 100 dollars a pop but most people in fact all people we have assumed can only value it at 10 dollars so the price at which you will be able to sell is 10 dollars not more than that you can sell it for less in which case the people who are going to buy it for say 7 dollars a pop they will get what we would call a consumer surplus of $3 because they paid $7 and they they value it at $10 so they will get that now the reason you would want don't want to uh, price it at 7 if the value that the people are going to get it is 10 is because then you're going to leave some money on the table which you right. could have taken but in this particular case you are guaranteed not to be able to sell it for more than $10 but the question is in general people are not homogeneous you know they have different valuation so let us assume that there's a range of valuation some people value it at 50 and some people value it at 5 mm-hmm. and let's say they are distributed along this continuum now you have a choice you can decide that you're going to uh, price it at 50 in which case who are the people who will buy it only those who value it at 50 not more nothing people who value it at $49 will not buy it. Hmm. So therefore you you now have to ask yourself how do I what is my objective? Do I want a lot of people to use my stuff 
or do I want uh, to make a lot of money? That is, make a lot of profits, or what? So then you have this question: Should you price it at five dollars? Because at five dollars, everybody is willing to buy it. Your market consists of everyone. Hmm. But suppose your cost of production is ten dollars. Those widgets cost you ten dollars to produce. You go give it to uh, somebody to manufacture, and that is your cost. So then, yeah, go ahead. When you say it costs me ten dollars to produce, we are ignoring the time and energy I spent just thinking about it or prototyping and whatever. Yeah. So let's just simplify this for the moment. That you magically came up with an idea, hmm. and it didn't cost you anything at all to come up with the idea, but to produce each of these widgets, you have to uh, get some company to produce it for you, and you write a contract with them, and they have decided to sell you as many as you want at ten dollars a pop. Hmm. So then, when you get those things in your uh, hot little hands, then you say, "Okay, I'm going to put it out in the market," and people are coming going to buy it, and that is your basic question: What happens? How should I price it? Mm -hmm. So one is that you should not. Price it below ten dollars because what's the point? Otherwise, you're losing money hmm. because you're paying somebody ten bucks to get each of these, and then you sell it at lower prices. So price puts a floor on uh, the cost puts a floor on the price that you can charge. Mm -hmm. That's number one. Second, as we have said, that the assumption now is that people value it from fifty dollars to five dollars, and your cost of production is ten dollars. So now you have a range between fifty uh, dollars and ten dollars. Now in this, now remember this: when you price it at ten dollars, you're just breaking even. Hmm. And people uh, who are in the uh, who whose valuation is greater than that, that is somebody's valuation is forty dollars, they are getting at ten bucks. That's number one. They are getting a lot of consumer surplus. They are. Getting a lot of value, they are paying ten bucks, but they are valuing it at forty bucks. Another concern is that people who are willing to buy it at five dollars or six dollars are priced out of the market at this point, because the price that you can set is the lowest or the floor of the price is ten dollars. Right. So we'll come to that later on, maybe. So now, if you sell it at eleven dollars for every unit that you sell, you're going to make one dollar profit. Mm -hmm. You sell a large number of uh, a certain number of units at eleven dollars. That is, it'll include those people who value it at eleven dollars and above. Nobody will buy it. Uh, somebody who values it ten dollar won't buy it. So you capture all this market of people who value it at eleven dollars and more. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now you're making one dollar profit. Let's assume that there are thousands such people in the marketplace who value it at eleven and more. So you will sell a thousand pieces, and you'll make a profit of thousand dollars. Right. Okay, so far. Mm -hmm. Now, suppose you decide to actually price it at forty dollars instead of ten dollars. Mm -hmm. uh, instead of eleven dollars. At eleven, you are making a thousand dollar profits because you are able to sell a thousand pieces. If you price it at forty, you can naturally expect that there'll be fewer people than one thousand people. You know, sure. there were one thousand who wanted it at eleven or above. You know, who valued at eleven or above. Let's assume that uh, there'll be only a hundred people who are willing to pay forty bucks for it. In which case, 
how much profit are you making? Remember, you're selling 100 units. The cost of production is $10 and you're selling it at $40. So you're making $30 profit in each unit. $3,000 total. So $30 times 100 units that you'll sell is $3,000 profit. So compared to the time when you priced it at $11, you made $1,000 profit. But when you price it at $40, you make $3,000 profit. Hmm. So you can see where we are going with this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It is possible to increase your profit in the marketplace, but you'll have a lower user base. You will mm. have a thousand people at the user base of the price of $11. You'll have a user base of 100 units, 100 people if you're selling it at $40, etc. So depending what your goal is, do you want to maximize your profit or do you want to maximize your user base? In fact, if you want to maximize your user base, you might decide that you might even sell it at a loss. Ah. So that at a later time, when you have established like 10,000 users, and then you bring in a new version of this widget 2.0, and then you can slowly raise the price. Hmm. So this little discussion that we had so far, there depends on your what your goal is. Do you want to maximize your profits? Do you maximize user base, uh, gain fame and fortune, or just fame and no fortune, or just <laughs> fortune and no fame? Depends on you. So in a very simplistic world where I have priced it once and that's where it stays, right? in that case, it would probably make the most sense to maximize my profits. Because there's only so much money that I can make where the population remains the same. The number of units, even if the number of widgets I can manufacture are infinite, but there's only so many number of people who are willing to pay a certain price. So, Yeah, so now there are two things that we didn't, we just kind of swept underneath the rug or had uh, decided on some kind of uh, assumptions. Mm -hmm. The first thing is, I, we just assumed that the manufacturing of the widget was $10 a piece the cost of manufacturing. And we just neglected all the hard work you did beforehand. And we said, you did no hard yeah, work. It just came exactly. up to your head. Now, just reverse these two things. Imagine that it costs you $10,000. OK, suppose you can get a job for $10,000 a month, but you didn't take a job. You just decided to sit at home in your garage and you worked hard for, a tenth, for an entire month and came up with this uh, app. Hmm. All right? Mm -hmm. now, what is the cost of producing that? Uh, what was the cost of making that app? It is $10,000. Why? Because it took you a month. Right, the opportunity and cost. The opportunity cost. Action is zero. That is, it's not a widget, but it's an app. Mm -hmm. You can just give a copy, you know, put a copy on your blog and keep saying anyone who wants to download it, give me X dollars, they got it. It doesn't cost you anything. Assume mm -hmm. that uh, the cost of maintaining your little website is zero. You just go to some free website. Yeah. Okay. Place. Mm -hmm. So in this case, we have the exact opposite uh, situation, right? It's cost of production is zero. Mm -hmm. That is, duplication is zero. That is, each piece costs nothing, but there's a fixed cost of production. That is, you had spent $10,000 on to make it, make that app. So now the question is, which is the appropriate price for it? Because the marginal cost, that is, cost of producing one additional unit is zero. Uh. Whereas there's a fixed cost associated with it. Now, to recover the fixed cost, you could say that, you know, I can recover the fixed cost if 
if a th- ten thousand people buy it at a dollar and give me a dollar, then I'm, I recover my cost. But then you just break even. Yes. So now the question is: Suppose you say, okay, I'm going to price it at ten thousand dollars. Hmm. Nobody buys it, so evidently it's hmm. not a good idea. Hmm. Suppose you say I'll price it at a thousand dollars. Okay. Mm-hmm. And by some chance, there are three people in the world who really are willing to pay thousand for this application. So you'll get three thousand dollars out of it. Mm-hmm. Again, it's not co- met your costs of ten thousand that you incurred. Then you'll say, okay, how about I price it at ten dollars? And suppose at ten dollars, ten thousand people buy it. So ten times ten thousand, a hundred thousand dollars. So you can see where we are going with this. It is possible that you might uh, actually bring it down to some very small amount per copy, but there is a large number of people who are willing to pay that large, small amount. In which case, you'll get a lot of money from people using your app. And yeah. in another case, you can say, "Hey, I'll give it out for free. I just don't want money from these people, because when they use my app." They will see a little ad, and this ad, the people who are advertising will pay me a penny for every person who uses the app. And in that case, suppose five million people use the app, and the advertiser gives you a penny for it for each app. You still come out quite good, don't you? Yeah, fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, and then the person, the I, the person who uses the app for free, okay. I'm actually not using it for free at all, because once in a while I get to look at the app. So the advertiser is gaining something from me, and I'm getting in return the use of the app. So this thing is different in the sense that in the past, the only things that people would be able to sell are widgets, whether it's a book or. Uh, Uh, an LP or uh, uh, a toaster. Everything was hardware, but mm-hmm. nowadays we buy a lot of things which are not really hardware. They are they they are embodied in some hardware thing, but most of the much of it is software. And the software we get for quite for free from so many different providers, whether it's a Google or Facebook or various sites. Right. So we talked of yeah. If you if there's a physical thing, then there's uh, you mentioned the marginal cost as well. Where cost the marginal cost of a physical good is positive in the sense that somebody it has to be paid for yeah. each unit costs something to make. Then there's a software item that is still there, and um, like that's marginal cost is zero. Once you have made it, it's there. Yeah, so there's a fixed cost associated with it, and yeah. in this, in the cost of the software, and zero, almost zero marginal cost. Right. So okay. we need to talk about. We we'll, we can continue talking about this the next time because this is very relevant to our present uh, economy. Yes, very much so, especially Silicon Valley and everywhere else in the world. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, next time, maybe you could also tell us about um, how to price a service as well. I'm providing a service of some kind. There, there's no physical good, but it's just my labor or my service or my consumption. Yeah. So. Makes sense. Okay. Thanks a lot. We'll talk. Thank uh, you. Soon. Looking forward to the next episode then.
Okay, bye. Bye. Alright, that's it for this week. The music you are listening to in the background was composed by the Italian composer Niccolo Paganini and performed by Jonathan Verid. The cover photo for this episode is from Pexels.com, who attribute it to negativespace.co. Leave us a comment on Facebook at facebook.com slash economically speaking, or you can join the discussion at Twitter by following us. Our Twitter handle is at econspeaking. Each week, we chat with Atanu Dey on matters generally related to economics. This is Economically Speaking with your host, Sudipto Chatterjee. Until next time, goodbye.